Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Today is Wednesday, July 18th, 2018, the sixth anniversary of our vision meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are at page 85. On the eighth line, we have not even sworn off. Through the end of the paragraph, that is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And we will be commenting on those six paragraphs. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Tenzin P, the 12 Traditions, Cordelia W, and readers of the text, Lauren N, Lisa H, Katie G. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, July 17th, 2018, 7 a.m. meeting, 11668, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 11670. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin T to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin T checking in from near New York City. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
9 made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. I pass. Thank you, Tenzin P. And to 12 Traditions, we have Cordelia W. Good morning. This is Cordelia W. from Florida, grateful recovering. A compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA, as such, ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Cordelia W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. 
we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 85, the eighth line. We have not even sworn off. Through the end of the paragraph, that is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Lauren N., could you start reading for us, please? Good morning. This is Lauren N. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Lauren N., compulsive overeater, sugar addict in New York. We have, nev- we have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Wow, has this promise come true for me in a way that I never expected. Um, I, I, how can I say um, that through working these steps one day at a time, every day, through doing my 10, 11, and 12, and staying connected to a higher power, I'm able to handle so much more in life that I never thought I could. And stay clean and abstinent and not want goodies and not want to eat sugar and not want to be in the food anymore. And and how did this happen? If I look back and I see where I've been, I never would have thought this is possible in my life. I've lost 130 pounds. A whole person. I've remade my life in a way that I never thought possible. I don't. People eat dessert in front of me, and I don't even look at it like googly-eyed like I used to when I was dieting, when I was in the the pay and way programs. Oh my God, has my life taken on an incredible change? With all the stuff I've learned in this program, I never would have believed it true, even possible. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lauren N. The floor is now opening for sharing on what we just read. Please say your name just once as it helps me hear everyone. 
Who would like to share? Madam. Madam. Rita K. Larry, Larry K. Melissa C. Lisa H. Jeanette S. Richard B. Okay, I've got a good lineup here. Let's see how we did because I missed a couple of people. I have Matt M., Rita K., Larry K., Melissa C., Lisa H., Richard B., and there were two other people I missed. Penny E. Edini M. Okay, let's stop there. Jeanette S. Okay, I'm going to stop there, thanks, and we'll pick up everybody on the next go-round because I've got quite a list here. I've got Matt M., Rita K., Larry K., Melissa C., Lisa H., Richard B., Penny E., and Irini M. So, Matt M., would you like to start us off, please? Thank you very much for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M., a compulsive overeater over here in New Jersey. We have not even sworn off and said the promise that removed does not exist for us. You know, I'm really abstinent. I had ele- I started working with a sponsor on June 28th, and uh, I had 11, 12 days, and I picked up. I had like a, a small uh, 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 slip, and I had to start from scratch like last Tuesday, and it's been seven days uh, yesterday, and today's day eight. I don't know what it's about. I just feel it's different this time. I've been in the room for over 10 years, and I've had tons of sponsors over the years, and um, I've I've worked with many people who know me, and I've done all kinds of things, left, right, you could imagine, manipulative all the way, sponsors, and I finally see something different this time. I feel like I'm getting it. I don't know what it is. I think it's my higher power finally, and I finally got God, the gift of desperation in my life because I needed it because I really was going nowhere fast, you know, stuck in my little room here and not doing anything, not going anywhere, binging my brains out every day, not having a, a purpose at all in my, for my life. And uh, that's not really what I wanted. I'm 37 years old. I have a lot of life to live yet if I take care of myself now. And uh, I don't plan on going, going dying tomorrow. So I have to find a way to give myself a new sense of purpose, which I'm working on right now. And uh, it's a great feeling. You know, you know, I don't have to fight. I feel like the food is getting easier to fight the food. Not really fight the food. It's getting easier to deal with the food on a daily basis. And um, every day that I live well, I am well, and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to, to have a healthy abstinent day and a healthy abstinent breakfast in a little bit. I'm just grateful I'm here today. Thank you for letting me share with that outcome. Thank you. Thank you, Madam. Rita Kay, it's your turn, followed by Larry Kay. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for your service. Good morning. This is Rita Kay, uh, recovered in Kansas. You know, I always, <laughs> I tend to gravitate towards when when the big book talks about anything about uh, our spiritual condition or spiritual growth or getting close to your higher power. And, you know, this, this paragraph has just been incredible, and it's been incredible the way we have migrated through it. And um, this morning, I was, when, I, when I turned the phone on, uh, when I called into the meeting, uh, you know, and people were talking about the anniversary, and you know, for me, it brings back lots of memories. And uh, I remember this is my experience. And uh, you know, the thing about anniversaries or history is that is that uh, I've been taught, you know, to 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 remember the, you know, the, the whole history, the good, you know, and the difficult. And 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 the the year after vision started was was kind of a hard year for some of us who who, who stayed behind, uh, so to speak, <laughs> if you call it staying behind, and you know and 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 
and you know by the end of that 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 year of staying behind you know uh uh, we we had some difficult experiences, you know, of of trust, you know, um, being broken, and and even talking about it. I guess it's still hard, you know. But what I have learned, and for and and some of us did not come out unscathed, you know, and didn't remain spiritually fit. And so, you know, when when I realized, you know, how my higher power welcomes me back with open arms. How fellowship opens, you know. Up, you know, we we welcome each other with open arms, and so this here that says that is how we react, so long as we keep in in fit spiritual condition. And I know it's talking about reacting around the food, but there's so much that we react towards, so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And I learned so much from that experience. So, so much. And, you know, and sometimes I still process some of it with my sponsor, you know, who who is so willing to listen, you know, to my history because it's my story and it's ingrained in my psyche and it's and it's a part of my recovery my my recovery story and you know so i am saying you know yay for this anniversary and you know and also i have to be honest and and be open with this with the feelings that i feel and and with my story but man so long as i stay in fit spiritual condition i'm so grateful for the words in this book and i'm grateful for what my higher power is continuing to do uh in my life day by day and with that i pass Thank you, Rita Kay. Larry Kay, it's your turn, followed by Melissa T. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Um, you know, I, it talks about the problem being solved. You know, allow me to use a metaphor uh, of a computer and a computer virus. So the computer comes off the assembly line with everything it needs, and some, somewhere along the way, the computer comes across some faulty information, which doesn't allow it to operate effectively. Might be even crippled in a sense, and not much like the, unlike the, the alcoholic who also comes off the assembly line, as it were, with everything that it needs to operate and function properly. And somewhere along the way, we came across some faulty information. And we know that, you know, about human beings, we know that their, our most basic function is survival. And that's why we hear of these, you know, these superhuman stories, like a, you know, someone gets caught in a bear trap and they, 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 they get out and they, they walk 37 miles to safety. You know, there's nothing more basic than the human need for survival. And for the alcoholic and the compulsive overeater, we're actually wired for self-destruction rather than survival. See, we're operating 180 degrees apart from mankind's most basic need for survival. Now, we didn't come off the assembly line wired for self-destruction. Some information along the way got into our, our, our central processing unit, right? Our CPU that's disallowing us to function properly. I know of a guy, I, I reached out to him. The weight's coming back on, boy. He said, Moe, this is really progressive. It's sad to see. It's got to be miserable for him. We have everything we need when we come off the assembly line. This program is not magic. The weight of these promises. Recovery, recovery is like we're being sent back to the factory for a reset of, our, of what? Our hearts and minds, which have come in contact with some faulty information. We need to be able to operate properly. And steps one, two, and three get us right with God 
Steps four through seven get us right with ourselves. Steps eight and nine get us right with others. And steps 10, 11, and 12, we're talking about it this morning, keep us right with God, with ourselves, and with others. That's the deal. That's what this recovery is. I needed a reset of my heart and my mind. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry K. Melissa C., it's your turn, followed by Lisa H. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking about uh, what does it mean to be, to have the problem removed, um, that it doesn't exist, but I'm not cocky about it and I'm not afraid about it. Um, you know, and I'm going to kind of talk about food for a second. Um, if you're mistaken in thinking that the problem of having a food uh, allergy or food addiction is removed, that's not what this really says. To me, this says that it's the problem of it has been removed. For me, it's a fact that I have a severe food allergy um, and that it's no longer a problem for me. It just is. I've accepted it and I live my life I'm not cocky about it, you know, so um, I, I was thinking like when I first came in um, and I decided you know, I was going to get abstinent, and food prep was, was like the biggest nightmare. It, it was an overwhelming problem. It consumed me. And, um, you know, and now fast forward all these years, um, food prep just is a part of my life. It's just what I do. It is not a problem. Um, but I'm not cocky about it. You know, I don't, I don't personally go to restaurants planning on eating a meal there without having any indication of what, what is available to me. I don't do that to myself. That would be cocky. But I'm not scared either. You know, so I, I do what I need to do, and I'm able to do these things without it being problematic so long as I remain in spiritual fit spiritual condition. As soon as I'm feeling spiritually unfit, those things feel huge. They feel ridiculous, overwhelming. Um, And my history in the past was I would be cocky about it. I would just say, screw it. I look normal. Let me go and do what I feel like doing. If I remain spiritually fit, um, I'm working this program daily. You know, that's how this just comes, that I remain closely connected to my higher power, closely connected to my fellows, um, and I'm studying alongside with with all of you. That's part of my spiritual fitness. Um, You know, I seek God's direction, um, and when I feel that sense of God in my life, um, the food is not problematic. It just is. It's just I've accepted it. This is the way that I live, um, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to know this about myself um, and that it's no longer a fight. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Lisa H., it's your turn, followed by Richard B. Uh, Good morning. Thank you, Lynn. This is Lisa H., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Tennessee. And a couple of things really stand out for me is that we – have not sworn off. It doesn't exist for us. We are neither cocky or afraid. That is our experience. And 
you know, there's a lot of us on the line that have had this experience. Um, I was thinking if you're new to, um, to really pay attention um, to the people who are recovered and have this experience because we didn't do it. I mean, we're, we're doing it together. Um, our higher power is doing it for us. You know, the other thing that, um, that I think about a lot is how do we keep in fit spiritual condition? On a lot of the special editions, that's the question. How do you do that? How do you stay there once you get there? Um, or continue to experience the promises. And I think it is practicing the principles of the 12 steps, um, but practicing them on a daily basis. You know, spiritual fitness is like physical fitness. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. So we have to take steps on a daily basis um, to improve our physical fitness or our, you know, uh, our health, um, especially our spiritual fitness. It requires action, uh, you know, here, action, action, and more action, but it's conscious action. You know, once we're separated from the food and we have worked the steps and we have clarity of thought, um, we can consciously decide that we're going to connect with our higher power, um, whatever, our, um, whatever that means to us. You know, um, if, if we're recovered, we are work in steps 10, 11, and 12 diligently. We are um, using prayer and meditation. We are working with others. That is just one way of um, keeping in fit spiritual condition, participating in the meetings, listening to the meetings, making outreach calls. Um, and, and I also think if we're recovering, if we're working these steps, if we're taking this action, um, it is... Um, we got, for me, I had to ask my higher power, my understanding into each step I was on to show me how to best work that step, to inspire what I might put on that fourth step, um, who I owe amends to. Uh, I'm also reminded that um, we're not going to be inspired at all times. I remember, you know, Sponsi saying, um, why isn't this happening, this connection with my higher power? But um, we have to keep doing the work. We, if we keep doing the work, we will be more on that plane of inspiration. Um, and it has to continue for a lifetime. But uh, for me, every day I begin again. Every day I have to start my day with a connection to my higher power. And invariably, the day is better. Um, invariably, I can, once I'm connected, hopefully I can continue. But again, it has to be conscious action on my part. And and then I'm I'm amazed frequently that God continues to do for me what I couldn't do for myself. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Lisa H. Richard B., it's your turn, followed by Penny E. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. This is Richard B., the gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Ireland. And I'll just start my timer. Um... The problem has been removed. The problem in my life and around the food and around how I deal with people, it was always me. It was me on self-will. It was me not listening to a higher power. I was the problem. And I am grateful that I have the tools of this program, this book, all of you guys, in order to remove that problem 
My higher power has removed it for today. I got absent on the 23rd of March at a Vision for You retreat. And, uh, well, a retreat held by somebody from a Vision for You. I have 117 days of abstinence. I haven't had that in several years. The most I ever had was 14 months, and it was the worst period of abstinence in my time. It was white-knuckle abstinence and stark-raving abstinence. And this, doing it this way, it's easy for me. It's not always... Um, Life isn't always enjoyable. It throws me curveballs. But I come out of it grateful. Um, I no longer want to eat today, and the problem has been removed. I am not afraid of the food, but I have to be careful over the cockiness. Because when I lost my abstinence of the 14 months previously, I got cocky. And I thought I was an OA superstar. Um, I'm grateful not to be cocky at the minute. Um... I'm grateful I'm grateful for my experience with all you guys. Um, the experience I've gained, your experience, I really, truly feel blessed today. And in order to maintain fit spiritual condition, I'll give you an example now. Tomorrow, I should be missing the meeting because I am going into hospital to have a spinal injection, an epidural for my back injury. And there has been a lot of fear around that. Um, fear of the actual procedure itself, the big needle, and fear of the physical pain I will be in for several days afterwards. And I don't do pain well. It's like man flu for me. So um, what have I done? I've reached out to members. And... And that's what it says. Um, actually, I pulled out of my book the Overeaters Anonymous Strong Abstinence Checklist, and it says, um, have I discussed my problems with somebody else? And I discussed my fears with somebody else uh, around this in-program, and I got back recommendations. And I'm grateful to have those people in my life. Oh, shut up my timer. Grateful to have those people in my life and... Um, they're God with skin on. And I, I now have less fear, and I still have some work to do today. So uh, I'm really grateful to be here. I will miss you all tomorrow, and please pray for me. Thank you. Thank you, Richard B. Penny E., it's your turn, followed by Irene M. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. My name is Penny E., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. One of the reasons I don't share very often is because I get so passionate. I get that character defect of overexcitement. So I'm just asking God to keep me calm. Uh, you know, there's so many people on this line that can attest to this, you know, that uh, they, they haven't sworn off. The problem has been removed. So I'm raising my hand, me too. And you know, we don't hear very much on this line about people who have how much time we have, you know. So I want to say, and this has nothing to do with me. It has to do with God. God gets the glory. OA gets the glory. Bill and Bob get the glory. But 29 years I have of continuous abstinence through the grace of God and maintaining a normal body size. That's major for anybody on this line who knows that one minute is hard to get. Um, and I only say that to bring hope to people that this can happen. And there's dozens of us on this line. People just don't say it. 
So what I wanted to do here was put red lights flashing around if we keep in physical and spiritual condition, as long as we keep in fit spiritual condition, ding, 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 red lights, fireworks. They put that almost as an afterthought in this paragraph, and it's major. That is the difference between being able to stay recovered and not. And I want to just go to uh, page 120, to the wives. There's a there, which is very powerful to me, and it's about uh, someone who has been sober, and then they go out to the husband, to the wife. They go out and they get drunk, and it says, though it's infinitely better that he have no relapse at all, as it has been true for many of us, it's by no means a bad thing to have a relapse. You will see at once, this is it, ding, 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 you will see at once that he must redouble his spiritual activities if he is to survive. So if you are sitting there and saying, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Get a hold of somebody who's doing this. No matter what comes down the pike, I mean, I've been doing it a long time. A lot of us have been doing it a long time. So I immediately go, God, please, thank you for this uh, parking lot. God, please, my husband was killed in a motorcycle accident. God, thank you for the blessing. Let me look for the blessings. I immediately go there uh, as if whatever, I don't know, as if my hair was on fire. But uh, it takes practice, and uh, we just are where we are. Start, follow these steps, get a sponsor, and just do it. Pray, pray, pray. I pray before every meal. Thank you, God. Every night, every morning. And and now I have a lot of time, so I pray throughout the day. I have a, a, a smartphone now, so I set the timer for three different times during the day, and it says, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Uh, even my prayer and meditation has become... Um, you know, in fit spirit condition, I do my prayer and meditation with a, uh, oh, what's it called? I can't think of it. An app on my YouTube, YouTube, thank four you. minutes. Okay, thank you. I thank you all. God bless and have a beautiful God-filled day. Happy anniversary. Vision for you. Thank you, Penny E. Irene M., please go ahead. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M., and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, always, always, always giving credit where credit is due. And thank you, God, for our six years being together, a connection, a unity, a family of love, light, and hope. Wow. So my mind has been rewired, my soul is overfilled, and my spirit soars. And I am on a journey of a continual awakening. I dare not fall asleep ever again, but only grow, only awake each and every day. Because there's no destination here but to only go deeper and deeper and to continue to... Um, see through these spiritual eyes that I'm so grateful for because God has placed my heart in a different place, a place where I am governed by God. I no longer am in conflict with food. I'm no longer in conflict with myself, God, and others. Thank you, God. Continual praise. 
So just as long as I do my part for what I'm responsible for, staying spiritually fit by enlarging my spiritual life, deepening my spiritual roots by living in his word, not mine, so that I may continue to grow into his light and further away from my darkness. I continue on my journey to stay connected is key word, and it's my favorite word, connected. With the great reality deep down within me and stand strong and firm on God's foundation. He gives me one day at a time to practice these principles in all my affairs so that I strengthen my spiritual muscle of going even deeper, even more connected to God, myself, and others. You know, step 10, I already cleaned my interior home, and this is how I need to be responsible now to keep it clean and empty so that the light of the Spirit can come in work in me and through me to touch others. Because, you know, my life is no longer mine. It belongs to God. My purpose is to be of maximum service to God and others. So I continue to look for resentment and dishonesty and fear and selfishness. Continue to grow and understand so that I can carry this message to others. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Irene M. For those of us just coming on the line, today we're celebrating six years anniversary of our vision meeting, and we're reading from page 85, the eighth line, we have not even sworn off. Through the end of the paragraph, that is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And if you'd like to share, please say your name just once so I can hear everybody. Rossam. Barbara. Morsey. <clears throat> Dion R. Okay. I heard Ross M. Barbara E. Maura Z. Katie G., were you in there or did I miss here? Jeanette S. No, that's Jeanette not me, Lynn. Thank you, though. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so Dion I've got Ross R. M., Barbara E., Maura Z., Jeanette S. I can take two more, please. Mm-hmm. Marta S. is at the top of the list there. Okay, thank you. Okay, so we have Russ M., Barbara E., Maura Z., Jeanette S., Nancy P., and Martha S. Russ, could you start us off, please? Good morning, Lynn. Thanks for your service. Good morning, my fellows. I'm going to actually make this quick, if you can believe it. I'm just so grateful and so blessed because of this meeting. And to tie it in with what we're saying, uh, tie it in with what we're saying about this. You don't think he wants that. We got somebody unmuted, but that's okay. Um, You know, this meeting, this meeting right here, this line that we're on every day, it's changed my life. I don't want to be overly dramatic. I just want to tell you it's true. And um, I'm so grateful that we've gotten six years here. I've only been around for about 18 months. But because of this meeting, I'm able to face my fears and because and, 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 and get closer to God. And, and you know, it's, 
it's not easy, but I have you guys, I have this meeting, and I have God. So that's all I really wanted to say, and I'm just so grateful that this meeting is moving forward. And that is, that is here because it has saved my life. I'm not BSing you, honest to goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you, Russ M. Barbara E., it's your turn, followed by Maura Z. Thank you so much, and congratulations to Vision for You, six beautiful years. It's important for me to keep my memory green, to honor my past, live in the present, and create my future. Since someone brought it up, I'm reminiscing. For me, I remembered I joined OA for one purpose. I wanted what I later found out that the 10th Step Promises offered. And they've come now, true for me now, for two decades and 140, 140 pounds weight loss. But I didn't truly come in to be evolved or transformed or have a spiritual experience. I didn't even know that was a possibility or what I might come to desire. That desire and goal came later as I read the big book and I worked with a step sponsor. But when I began in 1997, it was just to become sane around food, not always judging my self-worth by the bathroom scale, not letting it decide the tone of my day, to finally achieve a healthy body weight and stay there was my goal, not to be thinking of food all day, to be planning, hiding, buying, figuring out how I might dispose of the cartons, gallons, and bags without my family seeing them, to not think of my friend or my enemy, to live my life free of food obsession. That was my goal. What did I get? I got neutrality around food, to go anywhere, to smell any formally enticing aroma, and to not notice or even care, to dine anywhere with people and not be resentful and then go home and binge my brains out to live sanely and joyfully, and to see life as beautiful, not to highlight, I, sorry, hide and isolate and eat. I got all that, but only as long as I surrendered totally. It's a surrender and give up and give in and get to work. I had to find some outside source to rely on. And for me, that was what I called my higher power. I can't see him, but I know he's got my back. Page 82 says, a man is unthinking when he says sobriety is enough. It was not enough for me. I had to be humble and have to be humble and acknowledge that I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, but not cured. I must pray and thank God for the program and his guidance every single day. God has given me so many unexpected gifts. I am so grateful. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Maura Z, it's your turn, followed by Jeanette S. Thank you, Lynn S., for your service. And happy anniversary of Vision for You. I'm starting my timer. Um, we have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. 
I used to swear off all the time. That's it. I'm not having any more fill in the blank. You know, the treat du jour, whatever it was. Um, and yet, every day after work, my car was on autopilot, and there I sat in front of Dairy Queen yet again. And that was my life. In fact, before program, I refer to that period of time as my miserable existence because there was no life there. When I um, came into OA and I started to learn about abstinence and working the tools and a little bit about the 12 steps, I started having something that resembled a life. Now I've joined this meeting called A Vision for You, and it's been five years. And the first year was a trial run, because when I got recovered, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm arrived. I am Miss OA now, let me tell you. And I didn't think I needed to do 10 steps like everybody else. And so what happened? I picked up, no surprise there. And then I went through again with a new sponsor. And a new attitude was born in me. And I have to tell you that so long as I keep in fit spiritual condition, which is paramount in my life. I used to say abstinence was the most important thing in my life without exception. Hogwash. That made me absolutely nothing such. God is the most important thing in my life today without exception. Because without him, I have no life. So thanks to this particular meeting and thanks to the person in whom the problem was solved that sat with me, um, has sat now with me for, I think it's been four years, um, now I've gone from a miserable existence to living a, a fairly good life, not great, but now I've been rocketed to the fourth dimension and had a life I could never have dreamed of. And it has nothing to do with me but a willingness and a desire, a desire born of desperation to follow these steps and work them as if my life depended upon it, because it does every day. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you, Maura Z. Jeanette S., it's your turn, followed by Nancy P. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Jeanette S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Maybrook, New York. Um, we have not sworn off. So this, these promises are about the alcohol, the alcoholic substance, whatever that is. Um, and for me, we have not sworn off. Well, the first, one of the first things that my sponsor had me do was write a list of, you know, my red light foods, yellow light foods, and green light foods. And... Um, so I, I did have to swear off my, my red light foods and I had to be mighty uncomfortable going through the withdrawal of that, those foods. Um, and, and having gone through the withdrawal of it, you know, those substances no longer in my body, um, it would, it would feel as if the problem had been like magically removed. Um, but it didn't, it wasn't, it was not removed. It, 
it was, you know, I I didn't eat them anymore. So they didn't, I didn't have the cravings for them anymore. Um, And I, you know, I was neither cocky nor afraid. I just knew that it was my gift of desperation. That was my God. My G-O-D was gift of desperation. And um, I knew that this was just something I had to do. Um, and, you know, this, that was my experience. <laughs> um, and, and in order to keep it, keep that, that craving away, I have to, um, do the work. Um, it's work for me to do every day. I have to remember to stay in fit spiritual condition. Um, cause then otherwise I really want to go back you know, I want to solve my problems with the food. That would be my my solution, as opposed to the the spiritual connection um, and knowing that the it is a friendly universe and keeping my attitude in the right place. Um, you know, everything is happening for me instead of happening to me, and that that is my higher power, and that is. Um, what keeps me in such spiritual condition. So for me, I did have to swear off um, because there was there was no spiritual spiritual con- condition in order for it to just kind of go away on its own. Um, so I just wanted to share my experience. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jeanette S. Nancy P., it's your turn, followed by Martha S. Hi, this is Nancy P. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Hi, thanks for letting me share. So I feel like, you know, once I get rid of the allergens in my body, um, then I was um, able to work the steps. And that doesn't matter what else we say, what else I say is that's where the answer is. There's no other answer. Um, you know, get, get work the steps, get a relationship with God, and get moving. And, um, you know, life, I don't want to, my life is second to none, in spite of the fact that I have this, I've talked about this catastrophe, that um, much like your bottom with food can always get worse, which it has done. And, um, you know, I feel like one of those cows with that turning disease. I'm just turning around, turning around, turning around, and I'm just so helpless. But I don't have to worry about that because my higher power is taking me in hand and guiding me to walk in the right direction. I am doing everything that I can do to make this not, um, you know, as disruptive as I can. And, um, and, it's, and my, my efforts are good enough. And, um, you know, I feel like as far as the food goes, when I, I talk to newcomers often and um, – you know, when I tell them that, you know, what's happened to me, they can't believe it. They, when I say, they say, what do you do about Thanksgiving? Or what do you do about Christmas? Or what do you do about this? And I say, I don't do anything because the problem does not exist. And they're baffled and intrigued and excited. And I'm so grateful that I can say that because food is now not a problem for me. I don't. I do what everybody else has said that they do. I just, you know, put one foot in front of the other. But the other thing that's happened to me that I've noticed over the past 
week or so is that the other areas in my life, especially around this particular problem that's come up, is that I have started to act much more sanely. I mean, where before I would use the force of my personality, and trust me, that can be uh, force. And um, rather than doing that, I calm down and I, rather than like turning into a tidal wave immediately, I ask questions and I force myself. This is against my nature. I'm not excessively friendly. I force myself to ask polite questions and I force myself to um, acknowledge other people's expertise. Um, And, you know, again, nothing, thank you. I'll wrap up. Nothing is changing with the problem in my life, but I am completely different. So get working everybody. And thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy P. And Martha F., you'll be the last person to share this morning. Good morning. This is Martha S., a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater in upstate New York. Thank you for your service. Happy anniversary, guys. Um, I don't think I'd still be recovered today if I hadn't found out about A Vision for You and been listening and participating for two years now. Um, So we have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. So I'm not removing this problem of the obsession with the food. Uh, Power greater than myself removes it, has removed it, and will continue to, I'm sure, if I continue to stay in fit spiritual condition one day at a time. But I came in as an agnostic, so if there's anyone out there who gets a little squeamish, as I did, around all the God references. Just know that you, too, can uh, discover some power greater than yourself that can help you keep the food down. And for me, it came as a result of working through the 12 steps, as 12, step 12 promises us, as, a re- as the result of working through these steps. So I had to experience the steps I'm sorry, there's a lot of background shuffling or something. Um, So I had to experience the steps um, in order to have that power to keep the food down, to have the problem of the obsession of the mind removed. And what does it mean to have the problem removed? It means that for me, I could walk down any aisle of the supermarket. I don't have to avoid restaurants. I don't have to avoid parties. I live with people in my family who are not on my food plan, so there's all kinds of food in the house that's not my food. And if I'm in fit spiritual condition, it's not calling to me. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not cocky about it. I'm not afraid of it. Um, The problem has been removed, so I have all that energy to try to be useful to my higher power, my understanding, and, and be helpful to others. So I'm really grateful for this recovery one day at a time. Thank you for the opportunity to share. I'll pass. Thank you, Martha S. And thank you to everyone who shared and Team Wednesday, Tenzin P., Cordelia W., Lauren N., Lisa H., Katie G., Robin S., and Ruth H., Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, July 18th, is 11678. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
Will Lisa H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you. This is Lisa H., um, recovered in Tennessee. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.